Hey guys, welcome back to All I'm Saying. This is Sierra and Hannah. And today we are going to be talking about confrontation with like communication. So like pretty much just how to effectively communicate with someone that you're having confrontation with. And so we chose this because Hannah and I have dealt with this in the past. And then it's also been kind of a theme within our life recently, just like communication and how to communicate to people that you are having a little bit of confrontation about. When we say confrontation, we aren't like saying like big things. Like it could be something small. Like little misunderstandings yeah. that turn into it's just it's because of this. Yeah. <laughs> and so and it's usually because of miscommunication. Yeah. And just misreading people and all kinds of things. And so we just wanted to share with our followers on how we turn to the Bible for answers about this and how it has helped us resolve some of those things that we have gone through like together. And we'll talk more about that. Me and Hannah had to deal with that last year in the first semester Mm -hmm. um, with each other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With each other. Um, And then this year, we're not going to share details about that, but we have gone through some things this year too. And these few verses that we have picked out have been very encouraging and helped us go in a godly way about things. So, yeah, we just wanted to share that with you. So, I think Hannah has one of the first verses pulled up, but she wants to go ahead and read that. So, um, in Philippians 2, verses 14 through 16, it says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine, as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life um, so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of times it's so easy when you're having issues with, with some of your friends is honestly to let you let your guard down and then you do become like the world and how the world says to, handle situations it's like when you're having issues with a friend the world says just oh just cancel them they don't want to treat you right okay whatever yeah and like that is not that (laughs) is not like how christ wants us to act he wants us to be his children and go to him with our issues and then yeah figure out how do we communicate these issues in a christ-like manner um and like we have to know also like this life is not going to be perfect and it's not easy. Like it says in James that like to find joy in your trials and it's really hard to do that when it's like when you're having a trial with someone that you love and like really care about, especially when it's on this miscommunication scale of like, Oh, are they mad at me? Oh no, she's mad at me. And then you can't communicate because there's this miscommunication going on. But yeah. And then like, these verses, like the title of it says lights of the world. Yeah. And so it's talking and telling you like how to be a light of the world and how to not look so you are not of the world. And so like how it says, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. So like in the world. And so whenever I'm reading that too, it's like, how easy is it for us to be to get in our selfish ways 
and just start grumbling and disputing about things that don't even matter. And that just goes into James about like where your heart is, because what you quarrel over just shows you where your heart is at and what's behind your heart. Yeah. But it reminds me where it says that you may be blameless and innocent. It reminds me of what we've been talking about in apologetics is first Peter three, uh, 16, where it's talking about like, keep Christ at the center of your heart and then let them know for what the hope that lies within you. Yeah. So this is what it says. Yeah. Um, In verses 15 and 16, it says, but in your hearts, honor Christ. The Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, uh, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Yeah. So it's it's just all about, I mean, it's just how you react to people. Even when things don't go your way, even if someone bashes you for what you believe in, or just like I just said, if something doesn't go your way, like don't dispute and grumble and argue with people. And don't like be rude to them. Just lay your claim, give the reason for what you have hope for, respond to them respectfully and gently and lovingly, and then leave it at that so that you know that you have done what you can do to glorify God and in obedience to Him, and then let God take the rest of everything else. Don't try to play God in judging someone and condemning them because you think it's right, you know? Yeah. And like... I love the first Peter three fifteen and sixteen because a lot of times for me I always get in myself I'm like, Oh well, why are they mad at me? They know that I'm a trustworthy person. Oh, why do they why do they not like trust me, they know I love Christ. Like how could they know that I want to treat them bad and all these things that all these lies that go through my head. But like in first Peter it says like we have to be prepared to give a defense of what our hope is we can't just assume that people see our actions and that they just know that oh she's a christian she's not meaning to do it like it's fine like i think again i've said it multiple times but just a lot of miscommunication and just assuming like assuming what someone else is feeling or thinking or like how they may see a situation may be completely different from how you might see it. Yeah. And the perspective that is on it. And yeah. So like how you would apply this is like pretty much just if you are having confrontation with someone, like a difference with someone, don't just automatically go in and just start arguing about things. Like don't go in with that attitude. You need to gather your thoughts and see from both perspectives. How can I genuinely ask yourself, what have I done? What can I do better? And what could they be seeing? What could be hurting them? Yep. And then come back to it and talk calmly. Um, but and it also says like how we do this, how we are able to discern to not just rely on our emotions and just respond right when someone says something or go just start screaming at someone or not screaming, but even like just go talking to them and then just being very rude to them and not being gentle and loving and just arguing with them back and forth. You need to hold fast to the word of life. And that's just constantly 
being in the word of God every day and mm-hmm. continuously being in the word of God and keeping his words on your lips and praying continuously so that you are able to have that discernment in you to do that. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first verse that we really wanted to point out. Um, and then the other one I think is in James. Yeah. yeah. Hannah, can you read that? So James four and it's one through 12. Um, so it says what, yeah, it's kind of long. So yeah. <laughs> y'all just bear with us. I might split it up, but we'll see. Um, so what causes uh, quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is this not, uh, is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Your desires do not have, so you murder, you covet and cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people do not know that friendship with the world is enemy with God. Therefore, um, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. That one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Yeah. So there's a lot. But there's a lot of good yeah. in So like the first part says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? And then so on. But pretty much it's saying why we fight and quarrel with other people, each other, our relationship with God, like why we push and pull against that is because our passions within our heart is a heart problem. It all goes back to a heart problem and what's in our heart. And that is where our desires come from. And so how it says that, is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Yeah. So whenever someone does something that you don't like, you get mad at them because that's not what I like. And you did it. So even if it is, you know, like some things, it's okay to be angry sometimes. Like in Ephesians, we'll read that later. It says, um... Be angry, but do not let the sun go down on your anger. Okay, there are rightful times to be angry with someone, but don't act upon your anger and don't dwell on your anger and let it continuously just stay there. You need to forgive people because we have been forgiven. And you need to, like how it said later on, you need to humble yourself. I'm trying to find it. It says... But he gives more grace in verse 6. He gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
Verse 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So this is also saying that by being humble, like humbling yourself and coming to someone that you're having a confrontation with and being able to just talk it out with them, like it's also saying like, like that's, oh, God obeys us to humble ourselves and to not quarrel and fight and to examine our hearts. Paul talks about that a lot in other parts in the Bible to examine our hearts. And if we are doing that, then you know, we're being in the word and we're constantly examining ourselves and making sure that we are being more Christ-like and we're going to be humble that way because we're being in the word. And then therefore in doing that, instead of being proud and being prideful, we're going to be humble and therefore we are obeying God in what he's telling us to do. And we are submitting ourselves to God. And, and when you submit yourself to God and you're obeying him, that's, you know, that's a form of worship. And so we are to resist the devil because the devil is going to be so quick to jump on you and be like, yeah, be super angry. Say these words that may be truth, but it's harsh and you shouldn't say it how you're wanting to say it right now. You know, like, it's just... And it's like, honestly, so simple to catch yourself in that selfishness. Yeah. Like, without even realizing it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just such an easy way for, like, the devil to get you, like you just said, and, like, Mm -hmm. get your heart. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm being so selfish. And then you don't even realize it. But, like you said, it's so important to be in the Mm -hmm. Word and, like, build that relationship with God. Because the stronger stronger y'all are together in your relationship, like the stronger the Holy Spirit will be inside of you and like, will you'll feel those convictions of when yeah. you feel those thoughts and things creep in. Yeah. Um, it's just really good to examine yourself and be like, okay, why am I mad? What is, and we've talked about that in our recent episode before too, is like examining yourself and yeah, and your heart. Last semester. Yeah. Well, I should go look so at it. I should go y'all should. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so in Ephesians, so I read this today in my devotional time. And it was like just so good. Like God just knew we were going to talk about this. Yeah. He's like, you're just going to read this today. So it's uh, verses 17 through 32, but I'm not going to read all that. So, but in verse 25, it starts, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Uh, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Uh, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. And then it goes on to say, like, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such is good for building up and fits occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed on the day of redemption. And in verse 32, it says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God forgave you. So, I don't know. All these verses, um, a lot of it shows like, especially in verse 25, like each one of us 
need to speak truth into each other. So is it hard? Not saying like call your brother or sister out. I mean, on sometimes, yes, you should do that, but you shouldn't do that if you're also acting in that same way and not willing to change and repent. But like, I've had to do that sometimes, like where you sit down with your brother and you speak truth to them and you just say, hey, this, the way we're acting, the way that we're treating each other is not the way Christ wants us to yeah. live. Our actions are not being uplifting to one another at all. And like Paul constantly reminds in his letters, like to resist the devil, to resist what he can do to you. Because again, it's just so easy mm-hmm. to allow him to do that and to place lies in your mind. And just to let you think like that you're right and they're wrong and nothing will ever change. And just that selfish heart. And it's, hard because as Christians, you want to say you're not selfish, but you are. And you're always going to be because you have sin in your life. Yeah. And that feeling and that control that selfishness has over you really isn't going to go away unless you, one, repent and surrender it to God. And two, like whenever we die one day and are not on this earth. And it's just... It's really hard sometimes because I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so selfish. And I just thought that it just meant the world to me at this very moment. But the only one that really has the right to be selfish and to want stuff is God. He's not even selfish because he's just like perfect. But I said that wrong, but in a way, like I'm trying to communicate it right. Like God is the only one that deserves to like it said in another few verses we read back, but like, he's the only right judge. He is the one who's saved us. He's the one that has the right to save us and destroy us. And he is the only one who should be the one that deserves all of our praise and all of our honor and glory. And yet we're so concerned about our, the earthly relationships that we forget to, and we want to mend those and be kind and not be selfish, but we turn our back on God almost every day. We don't talk to him and we don't reconcile that relationship with him ever because I feel like on the back of our minds, we're like, Oh, well, he'll always be there. Oh, well, he's never going to leave me. And that's selfish. Like that's a selfish mentality that we didn't have. And we can even have it with God. And a lot of you are probably like, Oh no, I've never done that. Well, you definitely probably have. Everyone's done yeah. That. <laughs> and it's like so horrible because you don't want to admit that. Yeah. But we all have sin in our life and yeah. Jesus loves you so much that yeah. he came to die for you. And you just got to believe that and mm-hmm. trust in him and that. Um, and so with all these verses, we would always suggest that if you have confrontation with someone, just like we said at first, step back. And think about, okay, what have I done? What could have I done? What can I do better to help this? And how can I speak truth to them in a loving way without bashing them and talking down on them? How can I present that in a good way? Um, And because you might be the person who's in the wrong. You might be the person who's not in the wrong. Or both of y'all might be right and wrong. Like, usually in most cases, both people have done something wrong. Whether it was someone did something wrong first, then you retaliated, 
okay, they did something first, but you still chose to retaliate. So now you've done something wrong too. Like it just goes both ways. Um, yeah. So always just examine yourself, humble yourself and think on how can you talk to this person and be honest with them, but in a loving and gentle way and be mature about it. And then another thing is if you need help, you're not sure how to get the words together or you're not sure what has been done. Like you're not sure if something you've done is actually right or wrong. I mean, first off, always go to scripture. Um, and then second off, um, ask an older, wiser, unbiased friend, like someone who doesn't know the other person. Um, or I'll say it not doesn't know someone who knows like both of y'all, but is older and isn't going to t- pick one side or the other. Someone, you know, who is going to tell the truth. So it could be someone that might not know the person you're having this conflict with. But if you know that they will give you the truth, no matter what, which is a good person to have in your life. But usually it's someone who is older and wiser in the word than you and present this to them in a non gossipy way, but in like just a factual, what can I do way? Um, instead of just like they did this, this and that, and like, can you believe it? And then another thing of which is like really hard to not fall into, um, is like, don't talk to your friends about it. Um, I know it's really hard to do that, but like, don't gossip about it to your friends. If you want to ask for advice, like I said, if they are the person you need to seek it from, then yeah, you can, but don't gossip about them. Don't talk about it anymore. Cause it's not everyone's business and someone's business to know everything. And then if someone is coming to you for that advice and you don't need to know all the details in order, because sometimes you can know just enough, the basics to know what to do. Don't ask for extra details that you don't need to know. Um, Don't put yourself in the situation because you're coming, you need to come at it from looking from the outside. You don't need to be on the inside, especially if it doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. Um, so those are some ways that we would say with that, like just figure out a way to get truth. Um, speak to that person only about it and don't gossip to anyone else about it. Um, and then just forgive one another and figure out what y'all can do to be better to one another, to serve the Lord and y'all's fellowship with each other. Because that's a big way of how we worship and glorify God is through our fellowship with one another. So forgive one another as God has forgiven you, as it says in Ephesians 4, 32. <laughs> That's really hard to do. Yeah, but it, it is. And Sierra called me out one time. She was like, Hannah, in order to actually forgive this person, you need to forgive them in your heart, not just in your actions. Because you can do things in one way that like show everyone that y'all are at peace with each other and then turn your back and then your heart and your mind is going crazy. Like, so... Whenever you finally yeah. just forgive and give it to God, it's very nice. Yeah. And everyone struggles with that. Yeah. You're not I alone. I struggle with that. Yeah. I struggle with that. Even still after like I was told that and then I was able to see that and tell you that at that time, like even still yeah. then, like it's still a struggle because we're fallen people, but we know we're yeah. fallen people. So there's a difference in just having that good community around you to help be like, Hey, this, and then also being able to do that for yourself and for other people too. It's important. Well, we just want to thank y'all for hanging out with us today. 
Uh, we just want to thank the tower for hosting us. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, the CPC Tower. Also follow us at All I'm Saying. Um, we just thank y'all for listening in to us and for just listening to us ramble on about stuff. Yeah. But we love y'all and we just thank y'all for everything y'all do for us. And yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.